Welcome to the Word for Everyday Disciples with Dave DeSelm, a weekly podcast that brings biblical teaching to everyday people in ways we can understand and then put into practice. I'm Gwen DeSelm, and I am delighted to be able to be your host for this time together. Our teacher is Dave DeSelm. Dave spent over 40 years in pastoral ministry, planting, growing, and leading a church called Fellowship in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Currently, he is the executive director of Dave DeSelm Ministries, offering resources for everyday pastors and the people they lead, such as a blog, devotionals, coaching, speaking, and more. You can find out more about us at davedeselmministries.org. Well, this morning in my Bible reading, a verse caught my attention. In it, God says, In their misery, they will earnestly seek me. That's so often the case, isn't it? It's when life starts falling apart that we realize how much we need God. And in those moments, prayer isn't just a nice thing to do. It's a necessity. Well, that was certainly true for Jonah. And the prayer he prayed in the belly of that fish provides a great pattern of prayer that you and I can use when we're sinking. Here's Dave. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Jonah, shall we? What I've heard from many of you is this, man, I had no idea there was so much here. You know, I knew about the guy who gets swallowed by the fish, but there's so much here. And that's the power of God's word as we try to plumb the depths of it. It just continues to show more and more truth. One of the things that we've learned in the book of Jonah is that life is a journey and that God along that journey will consistently call you to things. Those things that he's calling you to may be hard, but they're always good. And how you respond to that call will really stands you for the next part of your journey. The fact is, we are all on this remarkable journey called life. And as we move down the life highway, the time comes when we will hit a circumstance where God will give us a command, not a suggestion, a command. Don't do this, do that. Go to the right, not the left. Stop. Start. And we face a very real decision. Obey, and we can keep moving down the highway unto our our destiny as believers and disciples. Disobey, and we take a detour, and that detour is born of disobedience. Disobedience. This was the problem that Jonah faced. God had told him in verse 2 of chapter 1, go to Nineveh, preach to them. It's very clear. God told them where to go, God told him what to say. God even gave him a reason for the command, because their wickedness has come up against me. Jonah knew what to do. See, here's the deal. I hear many times people say, I wish I knew what God's will was. You know what the fact is, friends? We know what God's will is. We just won't do it. All too many times, our confusion is not born of not knowing. It's not doing. And when we disobey, we begin a downward cycle. And God, in his love, will choose to discipline us. Through any number of circumstances, God will go after his straying children. The bottom will fall out. The roof will cave in. God will create circumstances to get your attention. And the Bible is real clear about this. No discipline for the moment is pleasant. Many of you know what this is like. You find yourself now struggling. Life's not working. 
You're finding yourself dead-ended in places. Mark it well. Your loving Father loves you too much to let you keep going that way. And He will intervene. He will go after you. This is what He did with Jonah. He sent this storm. Jonah eventually gets thrown into the ocean. But ultimately, verse 17 of chapter 1, the time comes when Jonah is swallowed by the great fish. He was in the fish, it says, for three days and three nights. God is disciplining him in a remarkable way. But the fact is, only when we come to the end of ourself do we have the potential to look up. And at that time, we come to a point of distress. We're at the bottom. We can't talk our way out of this. We can't buy our way out of this. We can't power our way out of this. We're in trouble. We're out of options. We've come to the end of ourself, and now it's decision time. What will we do? Notice on this, you have a choice. Notice there is another way out. Notice which direction it goes. See, here's the deal. The same sun that can melt the ice can harden the clay. And when God's disciplining hand is upon you, it's how you respond to it. If you choose to look up and say, I will turn. Or if you choose to shake your fist and say, I will do my own thing, you'll go down even further. Jonah, it says, chapter 2, verse 1. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, Jonah chose to look up. What's remarkable as I look at this verse is everything has changed in this guy. In chapter one, nobody is pr- everybody's praying except for Jonah. In chapter two, it's almost nothing but Jonah praying. Things have shifted, and that's the next point I want you to see. After that comes a decision to obey. Jonah decides that he will obey. I will, verse nine, fulfill my vow. I will obey. Mark it well, friends. Often true change is short-circuited right here. It is not enough to be sorry for your disobedience. The question is, will you now choose to obey? I know a lot of people who say, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But they never get on the repentance march. They never stop doing that behavior, start turning to God, and begin obeying. As a result, they end up in the distress. But when you decide to obey, you begin making your way up out of the hole. And that results finally in your deliverance. In your deliverance. In chapter 2, verse 10, it says how the whale, the fish, whatever, spit Jonah out, vomited Jonah out on the beach. He's now delivered. He came through it. But look at this carefully. You don't have to take this detour. The question is, when the decision comes as to whether you're going to obey or not, will you? You choose to disobey, and this has become a pattern. This is a pattern throughout the Bible. The children of Israel, they were in that cycle for 40 years. They chose to disobey. King David, after his affair with Bathsheba, was in that circle for a year until he finally determined to repent. This is the pattern the disciples will follow. Disobedience will lead to discipline. Discipline will lead to distress. And you get a big choice to make. Will it make you bitter or better? If you decide to obey and repent, you begin to make your way up to ultimately to deliverance, and then 
and recommitting your life to Christ, you can continue on the highway. Such is the pilgrimage of a disciple. And you decide how many times you're going to be in that circle. Okay? Now, having said all of that, that's all introduction. So now you can turn to the person next to you and say, oh my goodness, he's just getting started. Go ahead and encourage them. Now, what I really want to talk to you about is what the title of the talk says in your notes. I want to talk to you about how do you pray when you're sinking? Because in the midst of all else that this shows us, there is a wonderful prayer that Jonah offers to God while he's in the belly of the fish, when he's sinking, when he's in over his head, when everything's murky about him and there seems to be no way out. He offers this incredible prayer to God, and it's a model for what you can do when you find yourself sinking. Because here's the deal. You're going to find that as well. The time will come when you'll be in over your head. It'll be murky and confusing. Circumstances will appear to be without a way out for you. Sometimes it's because of your sin that you're there. But other times, you're simply a victim of life. You know what it's like. You're moving along just fine, and then you get the x-ray report. And in one moment, the medical report changes everything. You're going along just fine, and then comes that phone call in the middle of the night. There's been an accident. You're going along just fine, and then you find the drugs in your son's dresser drawer, and everything changes. You're going along just fine, and then you get the pink slip or the word from your boss, your job's been eliminated. In an instant, you find yourself sinking down. How do you pray at that time? I'll tell you this much. At that time, prayer moves from nice to necessity, wouldn't you say? How many of you know what it's like to be in circumstances like that? I do. Life's going along just fine, and bang! Like, oh man, what do you do? You do what Jonah did, and he offers a pattern of prayer, and I've put it together in a way that might help you to remember it for the next time you have that sinking feeling, all right? I suggest to you that one of the first things that you can do when you find yourself sinking in circumstances is to express to God your feelings. Express to God your feelings. In the first six verses of chapter 2, Jonah just expresses his feelings. Take a look at what he says here. He says, uh, down in verse 3, You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the sea. The currents swirled about me. All you waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I've been banished from your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains, I sank down. What are we seeing here? We're seeing a picture of somebody who's expressing, this is my circumstance. When you find yourself over your head, the best thing you can do is to cry out to God. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 62.8. King David wrote it. Trust in the Lord at all times, O people. Pour out your heart to him. When you find yourself afraid, confused, hurt, shocked, in any kind of situation, you think, I'm in over my head. I can't handle this. Best thing you can do is just tell God, I'm hurting. Some of you don't know what that means. You are so concerned that you offer God a neat, tidy, non-messy prayer. As if he doesn't already read your thoughts. 
Why don't you just pour out your heart? God, I'm hurting. I don't get it. Father, why does it have to hurt so much? The psalmist did this all the time. My pillow is wet with my tears. How long, oh God, how long will I cry? Where have you gone, my father? My enemies have risen up against me. I know no way to go. Oh God, note the times the psalmist, especially David, again, the man after God's own heart, would pour his feelings out to God. For some of you, your relationship to God seems distant because you have never poured your heart out to him. I'll tell you this, you pour your heart out to him and you'll find that he's there to listen and to dry your tears and never once will he say, how dare you? How dare you complain? You read the Psalms. It's messy, it's messy. Jonah cried out his feelings. What would it be like, instead of trying to demonstrate a chest-thumping faith when you're so hurt, you would say to God, I'm hurt. I don't get it. I'm confused. I'm struggling. Help me, God. Help me, God. You're listening to The Word for Everyday Disciples with Dave DeSelm. Dave will continue his message in just a moment. If you're enjoying this podcast, Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe, and then help others find us by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. If you'd like to support us in this ministry, just go to davedeselministries.org and click on the Donate button. Well, Dave and I are excited about what God is doing with Dave DeSelm Ministries, and we'd like to invite you to follow us on that journey by signing up to receive our weekly update. Get the latest DDM news and a personal word from Dave sent to your email inbox each Monday. You can subscribe to the weekly update on our website, davedesalmministries.org. Now let's return to Dave and the rest of today's teaching. Begin by sharing your feelings, but then Jonah moves to the next step, and you need to as well. And that is a point of affirmation. That is a point of affirmation. Jonah begins to start talking to God in verse 9. He says, you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. You make a word of affirmation. Again, looking what the psalmist used to do, uh, used to say, I'm hurting, I'm struggling. Now watch how the psalms change. Nevertheless, I will trust in you. How long will my pillow be wet with my tears? Nevertheless, whom have I in heaven but you? My enemies have all risen against me, but I will not be afraid, for you are my God. After you pour your feelings out to him, then make your declaration of affirmation. I know who you are. You are my God. I am your child. I trust in you. After sharing your feelings, vocalize, verbalize your affirmation. I know that my God is with me. If my God is with me, who can be against me? What can man do against me if I have my God? Make your affirmation. Read the psalmist. They share their feelings. Then they come to a point of affirmation. F is for feelings. A is for affirmation. I is for intention. Intention. After this, Jonah says, now I will fulfill my vow. 
I suggest to you that when you're sinking down, there comes a time when you commit yourself to a point of behavior. I'm struggling so, Father. I share my feelings. You are God. I share my affirmation. I will stand tall, my intention. I will move forward. I will love anyway. I will not be shaken. I will be your person. You make an intention. You commit yourself to a behavior change born of the affirmation you just made. I will go to that hard place. I will do that tough thing. I will trust in you, though all of us. I was with a couple this morning. They just lost a baby. And they're sitting here, right over here. Tears. And I talked to him afterwards. I said, it's hard, isn't it? And as you might imagine, she's a mess. And she said, it is so hard. And I saw the sermon title, and I thought, man, that's me. I said, just pour your heart out. She said, it hurts so bad. We are so disappointed. And yet, he is God. We are his children. He loves us, affirmation. And then, I will go on. I will go on and seek to be his person. See how she's moving through this? Talk with another guy right after first gathering. Tears in his man up here, tears in his face. He said, this was for me. I said, why? He said, my cancer just came back. I said, oh, man. He's wiping away the tears. He said, and my first thought was, oh, God, I've served you, and I've tried, and I've, but you are my God, I said, and he said, and I will serve him with every day I have left. See his intent? Feelings, affirmation, intent. The T then stands for thanksgiving. Jonah offers this in verse 9. With a song of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you. Thanksgiving. When you give thanks to God in the midst of your difficulties, it is not only right, it is faith-building. Because when you thank him for what he's done in the past, what does that do for the present? Gives you hope for the present. Father, I thank you that I've been through situations like this before, and you've never failed me yet. I thank you that you've shown yourself strong many other times when I thought my heart would break. You are a good God. You have been with me in the past. And in light of how you've been so faithful in the past, I will have trust in you in the present. Thanksgiving is more than honoring to God. It is faith building for you. Remember what he's done for you. And when you're in over your head, when you're sinking down, remember He's been there for you before, and it'll be for you now. And after you get through Thanksgiving, you finally come, as Jonah did, to a point of hope. A point of hope. F-A-I-T-H. Hope. Salvation comes from our God. What's he saying? I believe that I have a future. I believe that I can and will go on. I have hope. I have trust. I believe that I will get through this. F-A-I-T-H. When you're sinking down, it's a great model. I was thinking about that as I reflected back on Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
Do you ever take a good hard look at his prayer? How'd he begin? My soul shrinks back from this. What's he expressing? His what? His feelings. This is hard. My soul shrinks back. Then he says, my father, Papa, Abba, you are my father. Out of his feelings, he makes what? A affirmation. You're my father, Papa. And then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. What's he expressing is what? His intention. See how it works? And we don't have the whole prayer recorded, but my guess is somewhere in the middle of that long night, he gave thanks. And somewhere in the middle of that long night, he expressed hope. A model of prayer for when you are sinking down. Friends, it's going to come to you. One day, it'll be you up here, and the cancers come back. One day, it will be you out there, and you'll lose the child. The bottom will fall out. The roof will cave in. Whether it's because of your own sin, as with Jonah, or simply because you're in this thing called life, and life's hard, and life's not fair, the time will come, but you can respond as surely as Jonah did, and find your way through it. I'd like to do something just by way of a little exercise before we close. Notice the bottom of your notes. You have them in the back there? For some of you right now, the circumstance is real clear. It has to do with your family. It has to do with your health. It has to do with your job. It has to do with your finances a hard decision you have to make, a point of obedience that you have to grapple with. In your notes, I wrote these words. Um, What circumstance do you currently find yourself in in which you're sinking? And you need God's presence and power, strength and guidance. What is it? Just identify one. You press it. I got a bunch of them. Put one down. Put one down. This is what I'm facing right now. This is where I'm feeling like I'm really sinking. Okay? Now, having done that, I'll give you a chance. No one's going to look at this. This is is for you. First of all, notice the next question. What are your feelings right now? Write it down. Lord, these are my feelings. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Or, I'm so hurting right now. I'm afraid. I'm struggling. What are your feelings? Pour out your feelings. For some of you, this is the first time you've ever been this honest with God. This is how I really feel. Where are you, God? I I thought it would be different. I didn't think I'd have to face this if I'm a Christian. What are your feelings? Now make an affirmation. Lord, I affirm, notwithstanding my feelings, I affirm that you are enough because. What can you affirm? I affirm. You are enough. 
Because you are still God. Because you're bigger than this. Because I am your child. Because you are my father. I affirm that you're going to be enough in this. So what's your intention? As you walk out of here this morning, what's your intention? My intentions, therefore, I will take my stand in faith. I will face it with courage. I will walk through these days closer to you than I ever have before. I will. What will you do? What's your intention? I will change my response. I'll change my behavior. I, what will you do? What's your intent? Now, fill in your word of thanks. Thank you for, what can you thank him for as it relates to this? Thank you, you've never failed me yet. Thank you that though I have been in situations like this before, you always showed yourself strong. Thank you that I know that all things will work together for good to those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes. What can you thank him for? Thank you that I know through this, I will have a greater compassion for others who are hurting. Thank you that I know that I will be drawn closer to you than perhaps at any other time in my life because I hurt so bad right now. What can you thank him for? And finally, what's your hope? Praising you for your faithfulness, here is my hope. I will walk through this. I will smile again. My hope is that my future will be even brighter than my past. My hope is I'll be stronger, wiser. My hope is in you. Again, going back to the man who discovered the cancer. I said, what's your intention? And they said, I'm going to live every day as if it's my last. I will live every day as if it's my last. And I said, so what's your hope? He said, the best is yet to come. See how he worked through this? But he began weeping. His feelings. F. A-I-T-H A prayer for when you're sinking. Thank you so much for joining us for the Word for Everyday Disciples with Dave DeSelm. If you'd like to let Pastor Dave know how this message has blessed you, send him an email at dave at davedeselmministries.org Then join us next time as we look to God's Word for help and hope as we follow Jesus every day.